guys, I'm Shreja and welcome to Reality Check. This episode is going to be a little bit different. Instead of Brianna and Rachel, I have two special guests who will be joining me. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, you guys don't know me, but I'm Kira. Hi, I'm Vera. It's been a while. Since last year in March, which is yeah. a long time ago. <laughs> so we're recording a podcast episode for a school project, so I decided that you, the listeners, can also learn about this very important topic. Today, we'll be discussing forced in child marriage, not just worldwide, but in the U.S. as well. And just a little side note, we're going, our schools are going under construction, so you're going to like listen to some sounds. Just if ignore you, them. If you hear any suspicious bangs, ignore it. Yeah. Pretend to us. there. Use your imagination. All right. So first, let's discuss what is forced marriage and what is child marriage. So actually, there's a very fine line between arranged and forced marriages. Arranged marriages require consent of both parties, and marriages can become forced when parties don't have the ability to say no or are pressured by family or community. Child marriages are when anyone who is under the age of 18 are forced into a marriage at a very young age, obviously. So um, actually, in the U.S. specifically, state laws might prohibit forced or unsafe marriages, but it still happens in certain communities in fear of backlash. Women are afraid to access their legal rights and stay in bad marriages. Forced marriages can also lead to rape, forced pregnancy, abusive situations, early and frequent pregnancy and childbirth, and also high maternal mortality and morbidity rates. Here are some statistics for you all. So in 2016, around 15.4 million people were in forced marriages. 88% were women and girls. 37% married when they were under 18. 650 million women alive were married as children and and at least 12 million before the age of 18 each year one in every five girls is married that's really crazy uh yeah but let's (laughs) let's talk about how this issue translates in america so actually america's problem of child marriage isn't really discussed about many states in america um allow children to marry with parental or judicial consent. And only four states prohibit child marriage outright, which are New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, and Delaware. And what I mean by outright is um, all children have to be the age of 18 if they want to get legally married. So many abusive parents will actually marry their children off in order to make their financial situation better for themselves. Um, And the risk of child marriage actually increased during COVID-19. Um, and its consequences include economic impact and services interrupted and especially school closures. Because of school closures, girls can't go to school and are an economic burden on their families. Unfortunately, this issue isn't only present in the United States. In fact, um, it has much greater magnitude in other countries. Um, One of these countries where child enforced marriages are really a big problem is Burkina Faso. Um, Due to the culture there, women are expected to take on the role of the household and taking care of the family, and they, I'm so sorry about that, (laughs) they are expected to take on this role from a very young age. It ends in a lot of kids and young girls being married before they're even adults. More than 52% of all women in the country were forced to marry before the age of 18 and 10% before the age of 15. Girls are treated almost as a currency through marriage, either to join two families for economic or social reasons or for financial reasons because most husbands give dowries to the girls' parents. And because of this, parents of girls will promise their daughters to men as early as like young childhood or even birth. 
for the promise of financial gain. Oftentimes, these young girls in forced marriages are expected to have children while they're still kids themselves, which besides the like terrible mental health impact, it can also pose severe physical health risks, such as obstetric fistula and death due to obstructed labor. Since girls in forced marriages are expected to take care of the kids in the house, they almost never have the chance for an education or job which keeps them in the cycle of marriage and lack of opportunity. Early enforced marriages are supposed to be illegal in Burkina Faso, but the law isn't enforced much, partially because it doesn't cover traditional or religious marriages, which don't technically need legal permission and therefore happen a lot. Marriage laws are also gender discriminatory in the country because the minimum age to be legally married for girls is 17, while it's 20 for boys. And girls under 15 and boys under 18 can get special permission from the court to be legally married. But this isn't even used often due to the fact that traditional and religious marriages don't need legal permission, so many underage marriages go through that way. An example of a situation like this is Maria, which is an alias. She was aged 13 when her father married her to a 70-year-old man that already had five wives. At the root of it is it's uh, gender inequality and discrimination. Um, and we, we, we can see in these factors into many other countries. Um, for example, Bangladesh, uh, it's the third highest prevalence of child marriage in the world and the highest absolute number of women married before 18 which is 4.3 million uh, women and girls. Um, the marriage is driven by gender inequality and some of the factors include poverty where girls considered, are considered a financial burden and married to alleviate family autonomy, level of education, 75% of women with no education are married before 18. There's also gender norms and family honor where there's shame among um, unmarried girls. And there's also violence against women and girls and sexual harassment and rape has doubled since 2010 to 2019. Um, it's raised from 940 to 1,855. And it's a fear, uh, fear that contributes an increase in the cases of child marriage because families perceive it as a protective mechanism. Are there ways that Bangladesh are, is combating child marriage right now or like globally? Yes, there is. So globally, there's uh, the United Nations announced an initiative to combat forced or child marriages um, worldwide in 2016. UNICEF, together with UNFPA, launched a global program to tackle child marriage in, 20, in 12 of the most high prevalence of, or high burden countries. I'm going to need help with these. <laughs> All right, do you want me to say them? Yes. <laughs> Bangladesh, Burkina Faso, Ethiopia, Ghana, India, Mozambique, Nepal, Niger, Sierra Leone, Uganda, Yemen, and Zambia. Thank you, Shuja. So the goal was to work with countries who had high child marriage rates to introduce laws to protect minors and girls, especially in areas of Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. And the efforts include education for families and communities on why the practice was detrimental for girls and increasing economic support, healthcare access, and education access to girls and their families. And the result um, in, since um, 2020 is that in uh, Burkina Faso, the program reached over 175 boys and men, including- 175,000 boys 175,000, way more. <laughs> it reached way more than 175, um, including 
through husband schools to support positive masculinities and behavioral changes to protect girls from child marriage in their communities. Now, for your question in Bangladesh, there's the hashtag raise the beat for ECM. Uh, it's a communications campaign to foster public opposition against child marriage that reached over 147 million people and the adolescent focused entertainment education drama series. <laughs> Complemented the campaign with uh, cross-sector behavioral and norm messages reaching more than 67 million people. In addition, um, not only do is Bangladesh part of the UNICEF uh, UN FPA global program to accelerate action to end child marriage, but they're also committed to eliminate child early and forced marriage by 2030 through their sustainable development goals. And these results were taken from the United Nations initiative announcement earlier um, a few years ago. So in contrast to what these countries are doing globally, uh, America has been doing nothing. Um, <laughs> so there is Unchained at Last, and it's one of the biggest U.S. organizations to combat forced and child marriages. They work closely with legislators to try to end the loopholes in state laws. But right now, there are not a lot of legislative measures in the U.S. to combat against forced and child marriages. And that's the truth. So what needs to happen is we need to raise awareness about the legal loopholes that subject young teenagers to state-sanctioned abusive marriages and rape. And there needs to be a push for all U.S. states to restrict marriages until the age of 18, including exemptions with judicial or parental consent. Um, for final thoughts, I guess one of the biggest things that stands out to me about this issue is just that there's debate over kids growing up. I mean, kids are always going to be kids. And at the core of this issue, it's just trying to find loopholes and ways to allow kids to become adults and marry, even in the United States. And I just can't wrap my head around that societal norm that it's acceptable for people to push kids to grow up for this reason, because it's not like there's no reason like children should be put in these situations. And yet like thousands upon thousands are every single day. And it's it's kind of scary to think about, you know, like kids deserve so much better. And it's just terrible that this is such a widespread issue. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially since you know, with the example of uh, Burkina Faso, like just um, their children are born into being into those child marriages by birth. And it's just they shouldn't be known for their worth of what they mean to a man, I guess. And we see that in many aspects of around the world. So at the root of it is gender inequality. Right. I guess for me, it's not as shocking because I am South Asian and sadly, child marriage is very prevalent in South Asia. Um, and actually, in my extended family, a lot of people from the older generation were subject to child marriages, them marrying at like 16 or 18. My parents' grandparents were married very young. Um, and so stuff like that, like I've heard about it like my entire life. So I understand that me not being married at the age that I am is I'm very fortunate for that but we have to have more of an initiative to end child marriage and I think one of the steps is educating ourselves but also educating these societies that are patriarchy based and I think that is the first step the way that there's gender norms and they're just like 
there's shame among those unmarried girls. Yeah, or like a fixation astounding. on sexual purity. Exactly. That's just, that's oh, just God, gross. Terrible. You would never, yeah. men would never be treated yeah. like that. And high-placed um, value on the virginity of girls. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's all we have to say for this episode. We hope you learned something new today and let us know if you learned something unbelievable. That's our tea pun for today. <laughs> yeah. Um, it might not be as good as Rachel's tea puns because she's not here. So forgive me for that. We miss you, Rachel. It's okay. Shreja, <laughs> your, your tea puns are just as good. Thank you. Thank you. We miss you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at realteen.check and give us recommendations through the Anchor app or email, which will both be in the link in the description. Until then, see you next time. Bye. Bye.